In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Under family, as we ponder today's meditation, let us keep in mind the words from St. Paul's letter to the Philippians in our second reading. It's words about Jesus coming in human likeness and found in human appearance. You've heard me say before, Jesus did not come as a T-Rex, the way, the truth, and the life came as one of us, because unlike the T-Rex, we are made in his image and likeness. Your family, keep that truth in mind as we remember that a year ago this Palm Sunday, the godless madness already had taken control when only nine of us we're allowed in here, including me. Let us reject and cast off such godless madness now and forevermore. Let our faith in God be greater than our godless fear. And let us realize that we do not fear dying so much that we fear what it means to live. I have two stories to share with you, and may these stories help remove any remnants of any scales that still may be obscuring your vision of the truth regarding the godless madness. And to fully comprehend the truth, just remember once again that in our humanity, we actually were created in the image and likeness of God, and that God gave us eyes to see that image and likeness. The first story we can call the COVID dog. A dear and faithful grandmother went to visit her kids at a time when her kids, because of the godless fear promulgated and perpetuated by godless governments, and not challenged by the shepherds of the church. These kids had not had any guests for about eight months. You've all heard the stories. You've all seen the pictures of isolated elderly, of people dying alone, of priests being forbidden to not, able, to not be able to administer the sacraments to those most in need as they approached death itself. You've all heard the horror stories, all because godless vermin fed us fear and instituted godless Nazi controls on all of us and on those we love. Well, let us be clear. God damns every single one of their godless moves, whether it be in civil government or worse, in the complicity of many in the church. In fact, if hell itself has many levels, like as Dante was inspired to write, the lowest, hottest levels are the final burning place for those shepherds who were complicit in the godless restrictions, like those shepherds from England and like some of those Texas shepherds who refused the government exemption, even as such places as Walmart let in a thousand at a time. So back to that dear and faithful grandmother 
who went to visit her kids, who, because of the godless fear promulgated and perpetuated by godless government, had not had any guests for about eight months. Well, early on in that eight months, those kids got a puppy. In other words, they raised a COVID puppy. The puppy, now six to seven months along, had never seen a guest in their house. Therefore, it did what puppies and dogs do. It reacted negatively to this grandmother intruder. It just would not stop barking at this loving grandmother. Understand what was happening, dear family. The puppy had not been socialized to be present to other people. And your family, now listen very closely. Every time you see a child under the age of 12, all masked up, and witnessing others all masked up, understand that what we are doing to these children is exactly what was done to that puppy. We have raised up COVID children, unsocialized in their humanity, and steeped in godless fear. We are destroying our humanity. We are destroying our relationship with other human beings made in the image and likeness of God. The godlessness of what has happened over the past year, the godlessness of what Fauci is now promoting in his double masking is damnable in the hottest fires of hell, and I am not joking. But you don't need me to tell you that. Just ask yourself, when was the last time you heard anyone bring up Almighty God in the same sentence as double masking? Now hear the second story. Except this time, it does not regard a puppy. It regards a baby. The same grandmother was attending Holy Mass and was near to a mother and her little baby. And the mother was all masked up. Well, the baby would just not settle down. Fussy was an understatement. No matter what that mother tried to do, the baby was not just restless, but actively upset. And finally, finally the mother lowered her mask. And the precious baby could see his mother. The change was instantaneous. The baby settled down immediately and was at peace. Your family, we are that baby, and we need to look upon each other's faces. We need to look upon the face of Jesus in the Holy Eucharist. We need to be here to look upon the face of Jesus in the Holy Eucharist. Dating back to the first temple, there was a golden altar in the inner sanctuary upon which was placed 12 loaves of bread, one for each of the tribes of Israel. And on three feast days a year, pilgrim priests would take this table out from the holy place so that the pilgrims might see it. And they, the priests, used to lift up that golden table and exhibit the bread of the presence on it to those present 
and proclaim to them, behold, God's love for you. It is not for nothing that the priest holds up the sacred host and proclaims, Eche Agnus Dei, behold the Lamb of God. Behold, God's love for you in the Holy Eucharist, in the bread of the real presence of Jesus. Dear family, we are that baby, and we need to look upon each other and upon the face of Jesus in the Holy Eucharist. For the sake of our salvation, for the sake of our eternal souls, we need to look upon the face of Jesus, and we need to see him, as St. Teresa of Calcutta said, in the face of every one of us. And if we do not, our faith will succumb to our fear, and our eternal souls will go out the window. Which brings us to what we did not hear in today's sacred scripture, what happened just before Jesus rode into Jerusalem. You will remember he stood high above Jerusalem and looking down, seeing all the places of his passion, he lamented to the depths of his divinity, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets and stone those sent to you, how many times? I have yearned to gather your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, but you were unwilling. On this Palm Sunday, let us remember, dear family, that as a mother hen stretched out her wings to gather her brood, our Lord stretched out his arms to gather us under his wings. He stretched out his arms as the everlasting sign of his love, though back then, as now, Many were and are unwilling to be gathered under his arms. Which is why everything that has been done to us over the past year in the name of fear is so godless, is so damnable. True, this year we have more than nine people here. But to family, this is not just some privilege for which we should somehow be thankful to any bishop or priest. Oh no, dear family, it is our baptismal right. So let us make absolutely sure, let us do all we must do to make absolutely sure our civil government, like every other socialist communist government, never restricts our life of faith again, ever. And eternally more important than that, let us make absolutely sure, let us do all we must do to let every, every shepherd of the Catholic Church know that our faith is greater than our fear. And they never again shall deny to us our Jesus-instituted rights to the sacraments he instituted as the means to put our souls into a state of grace through baptism or bring us back under his wings, back to a state of grace when we wander away. And we do not care what color or cassock that shepherd wears, nor what diocese or archdiocese he runs. We, the faithful of God, will never again be denied our God-given right to baptism and the Jesus-instituted baptismal right 
to all Sacramento Grace, not on the East Coast, not on the West Coast, and not anywhere in between. Why must we speak up and speak out now on this God-given right? Well, maybe you've seen that story. It just came out yesterday, I saw it, where the priest in Dallas, Texas, called the police to arrest a woman for trespassing in that parish because she, who was carrying a child in her womb and holding her one-year-old baby in her arms, was sitting way in back, not near anyone, not near anyone but her family, but was so lightheaded due to being with child that she could not wear a mask. And so that priest, that imposter of a priest, called the police. And I think it was three of them showed up and threatened to arrest her if she did not leave because that priest said she was trespassing. Bishop of that parish, what kind of priests are you letting operate in your diocese? Or worse, what kind of mindset have you inculcated into the priests of your diocese? Your family, if they can't get past their fear, if their abundance of cowardice masquerading as caution, like they like to say, if that prevents them from fulfilling their vocation, then it is way past time for the great millstone treatment that Jesus talked about, or worse. Dear family, amen, I say to you, if I thought for one second that such shepherds as that actually represented the truth of the Catholic Church, I'd beat you to the, to the door. I'd be the first one out that door, and I would never look back. But you and I, we know better. They do not represent the truth of the Catholic Church, only the depths of hell to which some of them have fallen. Might seem strong words, dear family, but we're on Palm Sunday, and we just heard the passion of Christ. We've just heard where governmental leaders and church leaders crucified our Lord Jesus Christ. And he said, if the world hates me, they're going to hate you too. So let's not pretend otherwise. What we have seen in the last year was straight out of today's Gospels. So, dear family, from this day forward, if ever you have any doubts about the absolute necessity of the faithful drawing the line in the sand and saying never again, just remember the life lesson of the COVID puppy and the masked up mother of that precious baby. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen.